Legislative Guide, Legal Services Division. Legislative guides prepared in an objective and nonpartisan manner provide a general survey of a particular area of the law and are intended for use primarily by members of the Iowa General Assembly and their staffs. Legislative guides are updated periodically to reflect changes in the law. The reader is cautioned against using information contained in a legislative guide to draw conclusions as to the legality of a particular behavior or set of circumstances. Legislative Guide, Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Veterans and Military Benefits. Number one, introduction. The purpose of this legislative guide is to provide an overview of the history and scope of benefits currently available in this state to individuals who serve or have served in the armed forces of the United States, in the Iowa National Guard or the Iowa Air National Guard. This legislative guide focuses primarily upon resources and benefits provided by the state of Iowa. Unless otherwise stated, citations to Iowa law in this legislative guide are to the 2014 Iowa Code. 2. Background and Overview The federal government and the state of Iowa both have long histories of making available benefits programs to the men and women who have served in the United States Armed Forces. From the provision of pensions to injured Union veterans and widowed spouses of Civil War veterans to the provision of educational and home ownership assistance to service members returning from the United States' most recent foreign engagements of Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, both federal and state governments have implemented programs to assist service members in the transition from military to civilian life. This legislative guide provides information on many of the current state benefits available to Iowa residents who are or were once members of the armed forces of the United States, the Iowa National Guard, and the Iowa Air National Guard. Among these benefit programs are those related to education, workforce development, home ownership assistance, property tax exemptions and credits, certain income tax exemptions, special hunting and driver's licenses, medical care, and certain other family benefits. Early federal benefits. The provision of veterans benefits in the United States has historically been a contentious subject of American public policy. In the wake of the Civil War, the United States provided pensions to certain veterans and established national cemeteries, including the Keokuk National Cemetery in Iowa, for the burial of Civil War veterans. Following the end of World War I, however, many of America's veterans received nothing more than a $60 allowance to purchase a train ticket home. Approximately 4.7 million Americans served in the United States military in World War I, with 116,000 American dead and some 204,000 wounded. In order to provide a safety net and retraining for the war injured, the United States Congress passed the War Risk Insurance Act amendments of 1917 and later the Vocational Rehabilitation Act of 1918. But these statutes predominantly sought to provide resources only for disabled veterans returning to the United States. On May 19, 1924, the United States Congress sought to provide additional resources to the veterans of World War I with the passage of the World War Adjusted Compensation Act of 1924, better known as the Bonus Act. The Bonus Act established a program that provided the majority of veterans with an insurance policy that furnished a $1 bonus for every day the veteran served within the United States between certain specified dates up to a total of $500 and an additional $1.25 bonus for every day served abroad up to a total of $625. 
Most veterans, however, were issued adjusted service certificates that could only be reimbursed some 20 years after the date they were first issued. When the country found itself in the grips of the Great Depression, a number of these veterans experienced economic and personal hardships and began to more stridently demand early payment of their bonuses. In March 1932, a small group of World War I veterans began to march from Oregon to the United States Capitol to demand payment of their bonuses. The movement grew to between 15,000 and 40,000 members, later known as Bonus Expeditionary Forces, as they descended on the nation's capital. On June 17, 1932, while the Senate was considering legislation for the immediate payment of the bonuses, a group of the marchers surrounded the Capitol building, but the legislation was nonetheless overwhelmingly defeated. During the course of that summer, riots erupted in Washington, D.C., and the marchers were eventually removed from the city by force. Quiet was eventually restored to the nation's capital with the passage of a bill allowing the Department of Veterans Affairs to pay the costs for veterans and their families to return to their homes. The GI Bill of Rights. The experience of bonus marchers informed the next generation of American policymakers who would establish benefit programs for the veterans of America's next major conflict, World War II. Some 16.1 million troops served in the armed forces of the United States during World War II. Millions of these service members served for more than four years. Of those, 671,817 men and women were wounded, 405,399 were killed, and hundreds of thousands of military dependents were left deprived of their beloved service members and deprived of financial security. In the summer of 1944, before World War II had ended, Congress passed the President Franklin Roosevelt and President Franklin Roosevelt signed what is today known as the GI Bill of Rights. The bill provided for three distinct forms of benefits to veterans returning home from the European and Japanese theaters, educational and vocational training programs, a home, farm, and business loan guarantee program, and perhaps more controversially, an unemployment benefit program. These programs provided a college education or vocational training to 7.8 million veterans and $50.1 billion in guaranteed home loans to 5.9 million veterans. The implementation of this act effectively transformed America's economy and the broader landscape of the United States in the process. The state of Iowa acted as well to provide conflict bonuses to veterans and benefits to war orphans. Recent Benefits Since September 11, 2001, the federal government and the state of Iowa have enacted new military and veteran benefit programs and expanded existing programs. Among others, the federal government enacted the post 9-11 Veterans Educational Assistance Act of 2008, more popularly known as the post 9-11 GI Bill, to provide up to 36 months of education benefits to qualifying individuals. The state of Iowa has also worked to provide new and expanded resources to veterans in the wake of America's most recent military engagements, including Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and Operation New Dawn. The programs and benefit changes implemented in Iowa include revisions to the National Guard Educational Assistance Program, revisions to the War Orphans Educational Assistance Fund, as well as the provisions of benefits related to homeownership assistance, property tax exemptions and credits, certain income exemptions, waivers from certain hunting and fishing licensing fees, as well as provisions to aid injured veterans and their families, provide broad assistance to veterans through the establishment of the Veterans Trust Fund, and recognize service members through various mediums 
both on certain state-issued identification cards and on state license plates. Number three, benefits relating to education. A, National Guard Educational Assistance Program. Iowa Code Section 261.86 provides for the establishment of the National Guard Education Assistance Program, or NGEAP, administered by the College Student Aid Commission with eligibility determination decisions made by the Adjutant General. Members of the Iowa National Guard who are enrolled as undergraduates at a community college, Board of Regents University, or an accredited private institution are eligible to participate in the program if they are a resident of Iowa and are a member of the Iowa Army National Guard or Iowa Air National Guard unit while receiving program benefits. Individuals participating in the program must also have satisfactorily completed initial active duty training, met necessary performance requirements, provided notice of enrollment at an eligible institution, and submitted a program application. An individual is not eligible for the program if the individual has already met the academic requirements for receipt of a baccalaureate degree. Financial assistance under the program is limited to eight semesters of full-time or 16 semesters of part-time undergraduate study. Assistance received through the NGEAP is not permitted to exceed the resident tuition rate established for the Board of Regents Universities. If the monies appropriated to the College Student Aid Commission for the operation of the program are insufficient to provide assistance to eligible applicants, the Adjutant General and the College Student Aid Commission are required to determine how to distribute the appropriated monies. The assistance received under this program cannot, however, equal less than the lower of either 50% of the resident tuition rate established by the Board of Regents for resident tuition or 50% of the tuition rate at an institution attended by the Guard member. The program has recently provided educational assistance to members of the Iowa National Guard attending 30 private colleges and universities, 15 community colleges, 3 proprietary colleges, and Iowa's 3 Board of Regents universities. Since the creation of the NGEAP in 1997, the state of Iowa has provided nearly $42 million in educational assistance through this program as detailed in Table 1 in this publication. For the 2012-2013 academic year, the highest annual award under NGEAP is $6,658, the average resident tuition rate for full-time students at Iowa Regents Universities. To apply for assistance through the National Guard Educational Assistance Program, an eligible member of the Iowa National Guard must apply by July 1st each year for the fall enrollment and by December 1st for spring enrollment. Beginning July 1st, 2013, these application deadlines do not apply to members of the National Guard serving on federal active duty at the time of the deadline. Certain additional assistance may be available to members of the Iowa National Guard through the federal government's Go Army Ed program for graduate students, students enrolled in online courses, and students enrolling in summer courses. B. Operation Recognition High School. The Director of the Department of Education is required to administer Operation Recognition with the cooperation of the Department of Veterans Affairs. The program was created to award high school diplomas to honorably discharged veterans of World War I, World War II, and the Korean and Vietnam conflicts who did not complete high school in order to enter into United States military service. The Department of Education and the Department of Veterans Affairs have created and distributed program application materials describing qualifying dates of service as follows. Commencement World War II. April 6, 1917 through November 11, 1918, World War II, commencement September 16, 1940 through December 31, 1946, Korean conflict June 25, 1950 through January 31, 1955, 
Vietnam conflict, February 28, 1961 through May 5, 1975. The Department of Education and the Department of Veterans Affairs are required to publicize the program through school districts and accredited non-public schools, county commissions of veterans affairs, veterans organizations, and through media outlets. All honorably discharged veterans who served during the above time periods and are residents or former residents of Iowa are eligible to receive an honorary high school diploma under this program if they did not return to school and complete their high school education following the end of the war or conflict. Honorary diplomas under this program may also be awarded posthumously with the diplomas being mailed to the veteran's family. Four, home ownership and property tax. A, military home ownership assistance program. The Iowa Finance Authority, or IFA, administers the Home Ownership Assistance Program for military families to provide loans, grants, and other means of assistance to eligible members of the United States Armed Forces for the purchase of primary residence in Iowa. To be considered eligible, the individual must have served a cumulative 90 days on active duty after September 11, 2001, or have suffered an injury that precluded completion of such a period of service while serving on federal active duty after September 11, 2001. The surviving spouse of an eligible member of the Armed Forces is eligible for the program if the spouse meets the program's requirements other than the military service requirement. For a home purchased to qualify under this program, the eligible individual must receive prior approval before closing on a qualified home, use an IFA participating lender or a lender approved specifically to facilitate loans under the program, and if applicable, participate in other IFA home buyer programs. In addition to the loans offered under this program, the IFA also provides grants of up to $5,000 for down payment assistance or closing costs or both for a qualifying home. For additional information, contact the Iowa Finance Authority at 1-800-432-7230 or homebuyer.inquiry at iowa.gov. B. Military Service Property Tax Credit and Exemption. Iowa provides a property tax exemption payable as a credit against taxes due for military veterans as defined in statute. And for individuals who have established a minimum aggregate of 18 months of military service and were honorably discharged, and for individuals who were honorably discharged due to a service-related injury who served fewer than 18 months. This property tax credit is limited to $1,852 in exempted value and is partially paid for with the standing unlimited appropriations from the general fund of the state. Local governments are partially reimbursed by the state for providing the military service tax exemption in an amount equal to the amount the local government would have collected had a consolidated levy rate not to exceed $6.92 per $1,000 of assessed value been levied against the exempted valuation. Certain relatives including a spouse, parent, or child of a qualifying veteran, may be allowed to claim this tax exemption, assuming they meet the criteria to qualify. In 2010, the state of Iowa appropriated $2.4 million for these exemptions. A claim for the military tax credit and exemption must be filed or mailed by July 1st, and the claim form is available at www.iowa.gov slash tax slash forms slash 54146. Point PDF. Upon the filing and allowance of the claim, the credit is allowed for successive years without future filing. C. Disabled Veteran Homestead Property Tax Credit. 
Iowa provides that certain disabled veterans who are eligible for a homeland property tax credit are allowed a, a homestead credit for the full amount of property taxes levied on the homestead. To be eligible for the disabled veteran homestead tax credit, the veteran's annual income together with the veteran's spouse cannot exceed $35,000 for the preceding 12 months. A surviving spouse or any child of a deceased veteran may continue to receive the credit as long as the spouse remains unmarried. A claim for the Disabled Veteran Homestead Tax Credit must be filed or mailed by July 1st and the claim form is available at www.iowa.gov slash tax slash forms slash 54049.pdf. D. Military Foreclosure and Creditor Protections. Number one, Iowa Code Section 654.17c prohibits a creditor from initiating a proceeding to enforce an obligation for the purchase of real estate on contract or secured by a mortgage against an individual who is a member of the Iowa National Guard or a member of a reserve or regular component of the United States Armed Forces while the service member is on active duty. Number two, the state of Iowa provides certain additional civil relief to members of the Iowa National Guard pursuant to the provisions of Iowa Code Chapter 29A, Subchapter 6. This subchapter provides relief and protections to service members and their dependents that relate to civil law matters, including the reopening of default judgments, stays of judicial proceedings, certain fines and penalties under contracts, the computation of statutes of limitation, rates of interest, the termination or lease of rental agreements, and obligations to maintain professional liability insurance. Number five, state individual income tax and workforce development. A, state individual income tax. The Iowa Code provides that certain income received for military service may be subtracted from an individual's income for the purpose of computing the service member's net income tax in determining state income tax liability. For the purpose of computing state income tax liability, an individual may subtract income received from the following sources. The amount of withdrawals from qualified retirement plan accounts made during the tax year if the taxpayer or taxpayer spouse is a member of the Iowa National Guard or Reserve Forces of the United States who is ordered to state military service or federal service of duty. Active duty pay received by a person in the National Guard or Armed Forces Military Reserve for services performed on or after January 1, 2003 pursuant to military orders related to Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation New Dawn, Operation Noble Eagle, and Operation Enduring Freedom. Military student loan repayments received by the taxpayers serving on active duty in the National Guard or Armed Forces Military Reserve or on active duty status in the Armed Forces. And all pay received by the taxpayer from the federal government for military service performed while on active duty status in the Armed Forces, the Armed Forces Military Reserve, or the National Guard. B. Veterans' Preferences in Public Employment and Workforce Development Iowa Code Section 35C.1 provides that veterans who are citizens and residents of the United States are entitled to an employment preference in every public department of the state and preferences in employment with all counties, cities, and school corporations of the state. The preference is applied over other applicants of no greater qualifications. The Iowa Department of Workforce Development also provides eligible veterans and spouses with priority service under federal workforce development programs. Additionally, the department employs veterans, representatives who are veterans themselves. These veteran representatives can be contacted at the locations provided in Appendix C. Number six, state-issued licenses, identification, and vehicle tags. A, hunting and fishing licenses. 
The Iowa Department of Natural Resources provides lifetime fishing licenses and lifetime hunting and fishing combined licenses to disabled veterans and ex-prisoners of war for a fee of $5 plus processing. Additionally, any service member deployed for military service is entitled to receive a partial refund equivalent to the portion of the fee representing the service member's period of military service. Beginning July 1, 2013, 25 non-resident deer hunting licenses and wild turkey hunting licenses are required to be available for issuance to certain non-residents who served in or currently serve in the armed forces of the United States and were disabled during such service in order to participate in a hunt that is conducted by an organization that conducts hunting experiences for disabled persons. B. Veteran status marking on driver's licenses and identification cards. In 2012, legislation was enacted allowing honorably discharged veterans to request that the Department of Transportation mark the individual's driver's license or non-operator's identification card with an indication of the individual's veteran status. An individual requesting that such a mark appear on the individual's driver's license or non-operator's identification card is required to provide adequate proof of the individual's veteran status. C. Veterans License Plates. The Iowa Department of Transportation provides certain special military service plates to service members and veterans of their surviving spouses. Special plates available to service members and veterans are presented here. Table 3. Special Military and Veteran Plates. Number 1. Bronze Star Plates. Number 2. Disabled Veterans Plates. Number 3. Ex-Prisoner of War Plates. Number 4. Gold Star Family Plates. Number 5. Iowa National Guard Plates. Number 6. Legion of Merit Plates. Number seven, Medal of Honor plates. Number eight, Pearl Harbor Veteran plates. Number nine, Purple Heart plates. Number 10, Retired Air Force plates. Number 11, Retired Army plates. Number 12, Retired Coast Guard plates. Number 13, Retired Marine plates. Number 14, Retired Navy plates. Number 15, U.S. Armed Forces plates. Number 16, Silver Star plates. And number 17, Veteran plates. Number seven, Injured Veterans Grant Program. In 2006, the Iowa General Assembly passed and the governor signed legislation creating the Injured Veterans Grant Program to provide grants to seriously injured veterans and their families. The legislation provided $1 million for the creation of the program to be administered by the Iowa Department of Veterans Affairs. The statute provides for grants of up to $10,000 to seriously injured veterans whose injuries occurred in combat zones or in zones where the veteran was receiving hazardous duty pay after September 11, 2001. Iowa Code Section 35A.14 further provides that the purpose of the grants shall be to provide assistance so that the family members of a seriously injured veteran may be with the veteran during the veteran's recovery. The injured veteran's grants are to be paid in increments of $2,500 to the veteran for the expenses of their families up to the $10,000 maximum. The statute and rules promulgated by the Iowa Department of Veterans Affairs specify that the purpose of the grant program is to provide immediate financial assistance to veterans and their families and describes the following schedule for grant disbursements. $2,500 paid when the veteran is medically evacuated from a combat zone following a combat-related injury. $2,500 paid 30 days after the evacuation if the veteran is still hospitalized or receiving medical treatment or rehabilitation services provided by the military or the Veterans Administration. $2,500 paid 60 days after the evacuation if the veteran is still hospitalized or receiving medical treatment or rehabilitation services provided by the military or the Veterans Administration. 
$2,500 paid 90 days after the evacuation if the veteran is still hospitalized or receiving medical treatment or rehabilitation services provided by the military or the Veterans Administration. The rules further provide that treatment or services eligible for reimbursement must be provided in a location that is not the veteran's home of record. Legislation enacted in 2011 allows for a veteran to be eligible for additional injured veterans grants for subsequent unrelated injuries that also meet the eligibility requirements. An injured veterans grant is exempt from Iowa income taxation. Number eight, Veterans Trust Fund. A, Veterans Trust Fund. The Veterans Trust Fund was established by 2003 Iowa Acts Chapter 131 enacting Iowa Code Section 35A.13. The trust fund is controlled by the Iowa Commission of Veterans Affairs and can be used to provide grants to veterans and their families for certain specified purposes. Grants from the Veterans Trust Fund may be provided to qualified veterans for the following purposes. Travel expenses for wounded veterans and their spouses for follow-up medical care, job training or college tuition assistance for job retraining, unemployment assistance during a period of unemployment due to physical or mental illness or disability resulting from military service, certain expenses related to the purchase of durable medical equipment, expenses for hearing care, dental care, vision care, prescription drugs or certain medical screenings, individual or family counseling, family support group programs or programs for children of members of the military, honor guard services, expenses related to ambulance and emergency room services, emergency expenses related to vehicle repair, home repair, or temporary housing assistance, expenses for establishing whether a minor child is a dependent of a deceased veteran, certain matching funds to veterans organizations for the provision of accredited veterans service offices. Legislation enacted between 2006 and 2009 provided appropriations to the trust fund and set requirements necessary for the expenditure of funds. In order for the commission to provide grants to veterans, however, the trust fund was required to reach a minimum balance of at least $5 million with the stated intention of the Iowa General Assembly that the trust fund reaches a balance of $50 million. In 2008, the General Assembly established limited series lottery games to finance the Veterans Trust Fund. Since July 1st, 2008, the Iowa Lottery Authority estimates that $8.55 million of lottery proceeds from the Veterans Limited Series Lottery have been directed to the Veterans Trust Fund. The authority estimates that between $2 million and $3 million in lottery proceeds are transferred to the Trust Fund each year. The Iowa Commission of Veterans Affairs reports the balance of the Trust Fund and all expenditures from the fund to the General Assembly by July 15th of each year. The most recent report from January 15, 2012 noted expenditures of $173,030 in 2009 followed by a decline of $102,650 in grants awarded in 2010. The report also noted that $41,847 had been spent on veterans grants in 2011 but noted that there was a waiting list totaling $92,210. Since 2009, according to this report, no grants have been awarded for categories relating to emergency room care, hearing care, prescription drugs, DNA testing, travel assistance, counseling services, or benefits for children of disabled or deceased veterans. Since April 2009, the Commission has temporarily suspended the provision of grants in those areas as well as in the area of education and tuition assistance. 
Prior to 2012, only interest and earnings from the trust fund was expendable for veterans grants issued by the Iowa Commission of Veterans Affairs. Low interest rates in recent years paired with stable numbers of requests for grants from veterans and veterans organizations, however, led to backlogs that could not be financed under a structure that only allowed interest and earnings to be expended. With the enactment of 2012 Iowa Acts Chapter 1139, the Commission is authorized to spend not only the interest and earnings from the funds, but also up to $300,000 of the monies allocated to the fund each year from limited series lottery monies pursuant to Iowa Code Section 99G.9A. Such monies may be utilized for any purposes allowable under Iowa Code Section 35A.13. The Act also provided for a one-time transfer of $300,000 from the balance of the trust fund to the Commission to address the backlog of claims for veterans' grants. As of August 31, 2012, the trust fund had a balance of $16.4 million with a total spendable balance of $212,000. B. War Orphans Educational Assistance Account The War Orphans Educational Assistance Account was created as the War Orphans Educational Assistance Fund under control of the Department of Veterans Affairs to benefit the children of honorably discharged veterans of World War I and World War II and operated to provide such benefits until the enactment of 1999 Iowa Acts Chapter 180 which expanded the purpose of the fund to provide educational assistance to the children of additional groups of veterans. On July 1, 2013, the monies in the fund were transferred to a separate account of the Veterans Trust Fund under the control of the Commission of Veterans Affairs. Iowa Code Section 35A.13 subsection 7 provides for two different categories of educational assistance to eligible children. The statute creates separate benefits, first for children of a veteran who died while on active military service before September 11, 2011, and secondly for children of a veteran who died while on active military service on or after September 11, 2001. The first category of educational assistance provides financial assistance to children from the account of up to $600 each year up to a lifetime total of $3,000 per eligible child. The money received by the child may be used to defray tuition expenses, matriculation, laboratory and similar fees, books and supplies costs, board and lodging, and other reasonably necessary expenses the child incurs to attend college or a business or vocational training school in Iowa. The second category of educational assistance is directed to individuals under 31 years of age who are the children of a veteran who died while in federal military service on or after September 11, 2001. The qualifying veteran must have also maintained a residence in the state for at least six months immediately prior to entering into federal military service and the veteran's child must begin their post-secondary education before reaching age 26. A child who qualifies for such assistance is eligible to receive educational assistance equal to no more than the highest resident undergraduate tuition for an institution of higher learning under the control of the Board of Regents. This assistance is intended solely to defray the cost of tuition and is therefore reduced by the amount of, of any state and federal education, benefits, grants, or scholarships. A child eligible under this category may receive no more than the equivalent of five times the highest resident undergraduate tuition per year at a Board of Regents University. Awards offered under this program are paid directly to the approved educational institution. Number nine, Iowa Veterans Home. The Iowa Veterans Home, IVH, was founded in 1887 and is the third largest state-owned facility for veterans in the United States. 
the IVH is statutorily required to be maintained as a long-term health care facility serving honorably discharged veterans and their dependent spouses, as well as the surviving spouses of honorably discharged veterans and the parents of certain deceased members of the armed forces. Eligibility requirements for admission to the IVH are the same as the requirements for hospitalization in a United States Department of Veteran Affairs facility. The IVH serves 650 residents in five main resident care buildings on a 150-acre campus in Marshalltown, Iowa, providing the following services to Iowa veterans eligible for federal Veterans Affairs medical treatment, nursing care, primary care, dementia care, hospice and palliative care, rehabilitation therapy, mental health services, respiratory care, social services, substance abuse services, and domiciliary and residential care. An individual who has been diagnosed as having an acute mental illness and considered dangerous to self or others who is an acute inebriate or who is addicted to drugs and is continuously disruptive to the operation of the IVH cannot be received or retained at the IVH. Number 10, Veterans Cemetery. The Iowa Department of Veterans Affairs operates the Iowa Veterans Cemetery located in Dallas County, just north of the city of Van Meter, Iowa. For an individual to meet the military service requirements for burial in the Iowa Veterans Cemetery, the individual must have been discharged from active duty under conditions other than dishonorable, died while on active duty, served at least 20 years in the National Guard or Army Reserves, and met certain qualifications or have served in a presidential call-up during reserve component service. A $300 interment fee is charged for an eligible spouse or dependent child to be interred at the Iowa Veterans Cemetery. No fee is charged to a qualifying veteran. An application for interment at the Iowa Veterans Cemetery may be completed at the time of need or in advance of such need. This guide was written by Andrew Ward of the Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Andrew can be reached at 515-725-2251. For all Iowa Code references and other citations, please look at the hard copy version of the Legislative Guides on the Iowa General Assembly website, www.legis.iowa.gov. On the home page in the green section on the left, click on Publications. Then look under Periodic Publications. Click on LSA Legal Division Legislative Guides.